0: We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. I know we talked about the tournament yesterday and all the brackets. I want to get into it a little uh, more in depth. Bama, the top seat in the tournament. The Tide got the top spot over Kansas and Houston. Each of whom lost in their championship games, and they had guys out. Purdue got the other number one seed. The tournament chair said it was an interesting process, and it took a little while. However, I'll say this. Those teams at the top, they performed consistently throughout the year. We considered about six or seven teams at the top. At the end of the day, those four are the teams we selected. Bama got it done. They beat AM for the SEC title. Nate Oates said he was ecstatic for our guys. They're a great group of kids that bonded, played together. We had some goals at the beginning of the year. Regular season championship was won. We got that. Tournament championship was won. We got that. They came out ready to play. Couldn't be happier for them. Now, the defending champs, Kansas got blown out by Texas in the Big 12. They played without their coach, Bill Self. He was out. He was uh, having a medical issue. He was in the hospital, but he's back now. Houston was without uh, Marcus Sasser, their top player who had a groin injury on Saturday. Kansas is looking to become the first back-to-back champ since Florida did it. And the Jayhawks are not happy about losing out on the top seed. Uh, K.J. Adams at a Hawks said uh, they market how they feel, and we're just going to do what we need to do uh, to get where we need to be. The tournament starts tonight, and we'll talk about those two games in the first four, and then everything in March Madness really gets going Thursday and Friday with 32 games in eight cities. The final four is set for... April first, Saturday and Monday the third at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Houston, not the top seed, they get two home games in the Final Four if they can get there. They're the favorite in the sports books right now. FanDuel had them at eleven to two. Next was Alabama at fifteen to two, followed by Kansas. which is just trying to, you know, do what Florida did in two thousand seven. They're nine to one. The Tide are going to play in the South region. They'll open Thursday in Birmingham against the winner of Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Southeast Missouri State. Teams that were on the bubble like Mississippi State and Pitt made it. They'll play in a play-in game on Wednesday in the first four. Houston will open against Northern Kentucky on Thursday. Oklahoma State didn't make it. Rutgers didn't make it. Of course, Clemson didn't make it. And how about them? They beat North Carolina State three times. And North Carolina State made the tournament, and they didn't. Just a side note on the women's side. Stanford, Virginia Tech, South Carolina, who's undefeated, and Indiana were the top four seeds for the ladies. Iowa, UConn, Maryland, and Utah were all number two seeds on the ladies' side. How about North Carolina? They entered the season on the men's side, the number one team in the country in the AP preseason poll. And it ends without an NCAA tournament selection. And then while they were at it, they decided to not accept an invitation to the NIT hubert davis said all season our focus and goal have been on being the best team we could possibly become and reaching our full potential to give us another opportunity to compete play for and win an ncaa championship although we no longer have that opportunity and this season wasn't what we had hoped for i want to thank our players and staff for their hard work and love for carolina basketball end quote well that's a nice way of saying you lose I mean, let's look at the basic top 20 teams in this tournament, and we'll start at number 20, Virginia. I mean, the Wahoos don't turn the ball over, so they're going to be in every game. And the bottom line is the guard, Clark, is still running this team at point, and he was on that national championship team in 2019, and Beekman's a good player as well. They look terrible in the ACC title game, though, against Duke. Tennessee, I think their problem is, and they've been tough all year, a top-rated team, but they lost Sakai Ziegler, their point guard to an ACL tear, and it limits them for sure. At 18 AM, I mean, last year they didn't make the tournament. This year they did. And I'll tell you why they're in it. Wade Taylor, the fourth, he's a badass. Over the last six weeks, he's averaged 21 points in his last 10 games and is one of the best guards in college rack. Miami would be 17. And they're a really tough team. Isaiah Wong's really their leader, their best player. And Jordan Miller. Uh, he is really good, and the bottom line is they got this guy packed that can really shoot the ball. They lost to Duke in the semis uh, last Friday night in the ACC tournament. Indiana 16, they're an enigma. I mean, the bottom line is they don't shoot the ball well. They look terrible against Penn State, and that's all there is to it. If Jalen hood Shafino is not going off with Trace Jackson Davis, they're not beating anybody. I won't be surprised they lose to Kent State. I like San Diego State at, like, 15 in this pack. They're in their 10th NCAA tournament since 2010. They got it done in the Mountain West. Could Brian Dutcher's team be Elite Eight material? We'll see. 14 would be Duke. John Shire's just done a hell of a job with the Blue Devils. They won the ACC tournament, and they handled Virginia easily. I think they're playing great ball. They've won nine in a row, and Jeremy Roach is a freak. 13 would be K-State. Drum Tang's done a hell of a job with the Wildcats, that's for sure. A lot of people thought they uh, were the worst team in the Big 12 going into the season, but here they are. And they got uh, Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. They can really ball out. Xavier would be 12th. No one saw him making it to that Big East final. They did, and obviously they didn't get it done, but they got there. They don't have depth, but they pushed the pace. Uh, They moved the ball really well, and they got a good starting five. I like Colby Jones and Desmond Claude with Baum. There are some players that can get it done, and they got that Adam Kunkel coming off the bench. He can do it you got to admit, it didn't take long to get Sean Miller back in the NCAA tournament and in business. He got Xavier there two years ahead of schedule. Baylor would be the 11th team. I'm just saying uh, they look terrible at the end of the season. But they had the second-ranked per-possession offense in college basketball this year. And they're allowing opponents 70 per night. They go into the tournament losing four of six. I love the kid, Keontae George. He can really play 15 a game. Adam Flagler's right there, 15 a game. Cryer, 14 a game. They can ball out, but they got to play better than they have lately. Arizona would be 10. And look, they beat UCLA for the second straight year for the Pac-12 tournament championship. That's all you need to know. I love Azulis Tabellis. He's just a freak in the low block. Second-team All-American this year. Ballo's another dominator in the paint. Ramey can hit threes. And the kid Larson comes off the bench and does all kinds of things. I love their guard, Kirk Kreisa. You never know. Arizona might make it to the Final Four. They might even cut down the Nets. UConn would be number nine. A lot of people like this team. Danny Hurley's bunch. They've beaten Alabama, Marquette, Iowa State, and Creighton. They're 9-2 and two in their last 11 games. Danny Hurley's had his problems in the NCAA tournament, though, 0-2. Like the kid, uh, Jordan Hawkins, he can really ball. They got a uh, player in Sanogo, one of the best in the country. Klingon can bang. And Andre Jackson can flat out play, but, you know, he's inconsistent shooting a rock. The kid Tristan Newton can really ball out, too, and he's capable of having triple doubles. UCLA would be eight, and they got injuries. Jaden Clark, the Achilles injury that ended his season. Adam Bonus has got a left shoulder problem. But Mick Cronin's got a great player in Tiger Campbell. The guy can do it all. Haquez, another one that can fill it up. And Dave Singleton. So, believe me, they got enough depth to play in a tournament and be dangerous. At 7, Gonzaga. They're always in it, right? They beat St. Mary's again to win the WCC title. They blew him out by 26. Gonzaga scores... 87 and a half a game, number one in the nation. Bottom line, give the rock to Drew Timmy and let him go to work. 20 a game, seven boards, three dimes. And remember this, they've made the last seven sweet 16s. Marquette's incredible, and they're dangerous. Shaka Smart's team won the Big East title, and they could win the whole thing. And they definitely could make the Final Four. Kolick won the Big East Player of the Year and the Big East most outstanding player in the Big East tournament. Texas is five. All I have to say is they kick Kansas' ass to get where they are. Now I know Kansas is in front of them at four, and they can do it all. I love watching Grady Dick play basketball. The true freshman is scintillating. How does 33 straight NCAA tournament appearances for Kansas sound? Purdue would be three. You can't stop the 7-4 monster Zach Eady. He carried him to the Big Ten tournament title in Chicago, and he just simply does it all. Bama's number two. Everybody hates him because of Brandon Miller, but they are good. Believe me, you. they can beat anybody, and I love betting on them. And Houston would be number one. They're so deep and so talented and so long and so lethal. We'll see if they can win it all.